Right now, though, it is time to catch up with our relationship expert, Stephen Dromgol, for the first time this year. Happy New Year, Stephen. Thanks, Jack. Happy New Year to you, too. It is, uh, what, the 29th of January? That means we are just a couple of weeks away from Valentine's Day. And I know it's one of those occasions that elicits different reactions from different people. Some people love it. Some people loathe it. But if you are stressing out a little bit ahead of Valentine's Day, you don't really know what you want to get your beloved. Uh, Maybe you want to do the roses. Maybe you want to do the chocolates. Maybe you're looking for something completely different. Do you have any advice for us this morning on nailing Valentine's Day? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, we've got um, so much advice about this that we have a separate course that um, that that we um, we have available. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, so we actually revisited um, one because we actually developed uh, two or maybe three years ago. And so then we thought, oh, we could pull that out and dust it off again. So um, nice. that's going to be available on, on the Facebook. But the um, but the thing I really wanted to focus on, on today is just to acknowledge that if you're in a long-term relationship, the problem you have with something like Valentine's Day is the loss of novelty. You know, because if you've done the roses once, that's nice. If you've done them 20 times, it's kind of expected. It's routine. It doesn't, you know, it's not going to bring um, a lot of... Um, uh, sort of spontaneity or anything like that in yeah. it, is there? Yeah. 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 And so often the longer people are in relationship, the more likely they are to have this sort of sense of stress or this feeling of failure or, oh, my God, no matter what, you know, do I have to spend ridiculous amounts of money? And then, you know, then and then often it's like, oh, my God, why did you, you know, we don't need 15 diamond necklaces because, again, if you get up to 50 years, you know, it can get really expensive. Yeah. So what I want to do is actually talk about, um, so we talked before Christmas in terms of gifts about how you can use the five love languages to help you pick um, gifts that would be good uh, for people. Right. But if we're talking about romance, there's actually a more important feature that you should be focusing on, and that is about the build-up. Oh, okay. So what do you mean by the build-up? So it's kind of like if you, you know, do nothing up until you know, the day before Valentine's, and then you roll up with a truck full of red roses, you know, if that's kind of your thing. Yeah. Your partner is most like, you know, they've, they've been in their, you know, their busy life. They've just got their kids back to school. You know, they're back at work. They've got work projects. You know, you had a fight yesterday um, or, you know, one of you was digging the garden the whole day. There's no sense of, of, of preparation for it. Yeah, right. Okay. So, so... Um, you you want to kind of show that you've been thoughtful, instead yep. by just doing something, going ta da on the last day. You know, especially if it's something that you know it's kind of commercial, like you've just you know you bought a dozen roses or whatever. You want to kind yep. of show that you've just given a bit more thought. Yeah. And so what you want to do is essentially take some of the different concepts from the five love languages and start building them and do some stuff to create some um, anticipation. So I don't want to give away all the goodies from the course, but Mm. part of it would be is that if you have a small wrapped, you know, beautifully wrapped um, present that is available or seen or glimpsed, even if it's like carried in and then, you know, um, secretly, not so secretly hidden, and then just happens to come out, your partner's automatically thinking, oh my God, what, what did he do? You know, that, that's different. I didn't expect that that kind of thing. And even if they have a pretty good suspicion, they still don't know. So that builds that sense of excitement. And kind of anticipation. Um, yeah. It's like, a, it's like a putting a present out of the tree. 
on Christmas and everyone's, you know, no, no one's allowed to touch it and you've got to try and guess what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no shaking the thing or or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then um, you know, and then there's a couple of other things you can do, um, which we'll talk about in a little bit more detail. But even just a little bit of misdirection. So there's, you know, there could be one box, but then there might be something different that that's kind of happening. Like, oh, hey, can you just make sure that you've got this this um, this time span available? <laughs> And yeah. Like, oh, look, I'll, I'll just give you a few more details details later. Then, mm. oh, look, you know, can you just make sure you've got some like some comfortable shoes or just you know those really great high mm. heels you had? Can you make sure you've got those available, sweetheart? So you can you borrow that. a beekeeping suit off anyone? Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> you. You know that we need the panda suit for this. Yeah. 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 Oh, I like that. And and you draw yeah. it out over a few days. Yeah, and the really cool thing um, about it is because what happens is as you start planning it, then you're going to start feeling more kind of excited because you're holding the secret as well. And that's actually one of the hidden kind of gems that makes it, makes it work really good because then it becomes interesting and exciting for you and you kind of get into the child brain, that part of you that's able to, you know, get really excited at Christmas and really spontaneous and really looking mm. forward for those opportunities for celebration. So, Stephen, I'm taking from this, you aren't a Valentine's Day cynic. I have been um, a Valentine cynic, and then I did some work on myself and um, and recovered. But I, I can definitely relate to that feeling of oh, you know, so commercial. But realizing that actually a lot of that was just the feeling of like I didn't know how to do this really well. Yeah, um, yeah. What it is, is you know, because most of the time what I'd be doing is like it's the Friday before Valentine's. You're like, oh crap. You know, yeah. what, you know what I need to do, and um, you know, I just feel stressed about it. So this one, it actually makes it, you know, it's fun for me, um, and you know, it, it's fun for my partner, and so there's that sense of um, excitement. What you've described to us, effectively, you are making Valentine's. You know, Valentine's Day is what you make of it. So it can be just one of those commercial days. You just go and, you know, drop however many hundreds of dollars on a dozen roses or chocolates or whatever. But actually, you can, even if you're a Valentine's Day cynic, you can turn it into anything you want it to be. And, and it's just a good occasion to be thoughtful for your loved one. Absolutely. Yeah. And, hey, um, you know, we, we all need those. Yeah, yeah. Since it's the um, first show of the year, could you, could you maybe just remind everyone how they can find you on Facebook so they can follow that Valentine's Day course? Yeah, Asking absolutely. for a friend, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Um, uh, so just go to Facebook, look up uh, Love and Relationships, the Relate Project, and um, and it should come up. Should oh, come okay. Up no. they're, they're, I think there's actually a picture on the website of me talking to you, so, um, oh, you know, that'll help. Oh, good. Okay, great. Hey, thank you so much, Stephen. Um, we will catch you again very soon. And that is um, Stephen Drunkle, our relationship expert.